To celebrate episode 69, we have a six-year and a nine-year-old whiskey. Oh yes, a couple of offerings from a brand new independent bottler, No Nonsense Whiskey. Cask strength drams from Dalmore and Aberfeldy, no less. And to tell us all about them, we welcome to the podcast Mr. No Nonsense Whiskey himself, YouTuber, blogger, and now indie bottler, Vin PF. Remember, you can feast your ears, eyes, and any other things you have on your face to more whiskey content, pictures, and video clips on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And we have a new page on our website, an archive, so you can find out all of our old material. Check it out on whiskeyandthings.com. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 69. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome, everyone, to the 69th episode special. Nick, promise me you didn't drink any English whiskey. Tell me it's not your fault. Did I? No, I steered well clear of the English whiskey before last night's final. Because you know we knocked Switzerland out and we knocked <laughs> we knocked France out, so yeah. I was I was concerned. Yeah. I was concerned. Yeah, couldn't find any Italian whiskey, or uh, <laughs> in such short notice. Everyone, well, yeah, it was a, it was a shame. It was a shame, but uh, life goes on. Life goes on. You know, it does you can go indeed. as far that's as far as you could get. Really, wasn't it a penalty shootout in the final and then miss yeah. out? That's as far exactly. as you could get. Oh, exactly, without out. winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, to, to have not lost all tournament. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, it is what it is. It there is what it is. Yeah. But, How um, are you, David? You're right. Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm I know right. you've had a rough week, haven't you? Yeah. Um, if people might have noticed in the last episode, I sounded a bit husky. Um, we recorded that last Wednesday or te- over 10 days ago now, whenever it was. I found out that day I had COVID. So I had to obviously isolate. And then I had a pretty rough 10 days, to be honest. Sense of taste and smell went, which we'll talk a bit about later on in our little uh, interview segment. But um, I think we're getting back. But I feel better now. I feel better now, Dave. But, Good. Uh, yes. Good. Are you okay? Are you untouched? Absolutely fine. I got pinged. Yeah. But yeah, all all right. It's not nice, everyone. It's not nice. So still wear your masks and still please be careful. Because I got it... Don't know how I got it. Went out and played a gig. My first function gig, and then, you know, in 18 months, and I caught caught the virus. So there well, we go. Yeah, it is what it is. Be careful, everyone. Yes. Hey, Nick, we, we do have to congratulate ourselves, though. Do we? Yeah, because not only did you do that incredible job of, of recording with COVID, and I'm proud of you for that, and getting through that, and so on and so forth. As a result of our podcast, and I'm claiming credit for this, <laughs> yeah, we, we, did all, we did all the work. The distilled board game oh, is yeah. currently at 160,000 pounds on Kickstarter. Yeah, what was that? Goal 12 grand or something? 13 grand? Of the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, 13 grand goal. Yes. And they're, they're well done, Dave Beck. You're yeah, no, welcome. No, yeah, exactly. Dave even, Beck, you are welcome. Even they, though they made like 20 grand before our podcast even went out. Well, uh, you know, it's definitely ours. They reached, they reached their goal in 23 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, That's it's, amazing, though. It's absolutely nuts, isn't it? Good good on him. I'm so happy for him because he was such a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's show, then uh, then please do. Um, but, yeah, 160... I should make an Abbey Road board game, mate. <laughs> Clearly so the doing it all wrong. Will be really simple on that one. Uh, good point, good point. Yeah. Anyway, shall we... Uh, Just Dave Giles' one. It'll be about making tea and stuff on the sideline. Yeah, everyone will love it. Space, tea, whiskey. That's a board game in there somewhere. 
But anyway, yes, let's Absolutely. get on with it. We've got a good, cool show today because we've got a great guest. Vin PF of No Nonsense Whiskey is on. And he sent us some whiskies because he's become an independent bottler. And we, we taste them and it's great. And we have a chat and it's just... It's, it's fun, isn't it, Dave? It's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, no, seriously, this guy's amazing, and his and his YouTube channel is amazing. You're going to learn more about it in the interview, so we won't spoil it too much. Uh, other than Nick, roll tape. Vin PF, Mister No Nonsense Whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Welcome. welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're, very, you're most yeah. welcome. Very you're, welcome. You're very, yeah, absolutely welcome. We're going to get to know you in a little bit, but you've been kind enough to send us a couple of your whiskies that you've, you're now an independent bottler, which is very exciting, um, which we'll talk a bit later on. Um, but we're going to pour one now while we have a chat. Um, which one do you recommend? Should we start with the release number one? Absolutely. Yeah. Start with the Dalmore and um, get it poured out nice and early. because I think that one benefits for some air um, oh, and then we'll move on to the Aberfeldy afterwards. Um, it's always worth pointing out as well that although this is release one and two, they weren't designed to be kind of like a back-to-back flight. Um, so we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But they don't complement each other, let's say. Right. Interesting. Right. So we may have to have a little glass of water between mm, tastings. Yeah. Ideal. I'm also going to say up front as well. I've had COVID. I was isolating for ten days, and my sense of taste and smell has been all messed up. So I'm going to try my best today. If my nose and everything's a bit different from what you're saying, I'm just going to back off a bit. Yeah, it could uh, be no nose sense whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, Dave. <laughs> yes, you are. Been thinking about that one all week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Nick's, Nick oh. can't smell anything. What, what am I going to say on whiskey and things? I've yes. got it. I've got it. There it is. So, so proud of myself. There's the payoff. So proud of myself. Fantastic. So it, that's poor. <laughs> Yeah, it's poured, and we'll have a little sip as we go through, uh, and, and then we'll do some tasting notes on it. But anyway, Vin, tell us about your whiskey origin story. How did you get started in whiskey? You know, what was your earliest memory? Oh, I um, I started rough, guys. I started rough um, in my early twenties. I don't know. I just decided I was like, I quite fancy being that. Like one day, being that old man sitting in his leather leather chair in, in his study, just drinking a whiskey. And I was like, well, I've got to start drinking whiskey then, right? So I went down to the top and got myself a famous grouse. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Oh, God, that's rough. And I powered through the bottle. Tough one to start there. Yeah, really bad. I mean, this is is coming from the fact I knew nothing about whiskey, genuinely, um, to the point where the turning point for me was when, um, I think it was my 25th birthday, so probably 11 years ago now, and my uh, friend bought me an old Pulteney 12-year-old. And I was like this isn't one of the four distilleries I thought existed at the time. Um, let's, let's go online and have a look. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of distilleries. And that's where it just started. It, all the nerdness started coming out and I just research, research, research. Yeah. The, the nerdy thing is, is uh, it's what gets us, isn't it? I mean, I think whiskey ultimately becomes a great tool for nerds. <laughs> like if you have any kind of, ability to nerd out on anything whiskey and it's like a, a whiskey enable list uh, a nerdist enabling thing isn't it so i'm trying to think of words here whiskey is a nerd enabling hobby nerd, i think is what i'm trying enabler. to it's yeah. a nerd enabler yes right it took me far too long to get there <laughs> but that is the expression we're going with but yeah i agree with you so f- famous grouse wow okay yeah um so <laughs> it's not that bad it's, it's all right you know uh, has its moment I- I can't it's, do it's it. It's pretty bad. 
I, can't I mean, do it's like it, yeah. it's got its purposes, right? You know, it, it is what it is. But um, it's when people say to me, oh, "I'm fancy getting into whiskey," it is not what I recommend starting with. I've got a little sample bottle here for some did reason. Did I give you that? Yeah, you did give me. I was going to say because you could tell because it's got loads <laughs> missing from the top. Yeah. I've got a, uh, a bottle here that was given for my wedding, which is the famous Vincent. Um, nice, and it's <laughs> I mean, that will remain un unopened for its entire life. I imagine. <laughs> decorative <laughs> simply because of the label chains love it absolutely um yeah i i had a couple of samples i gave one to nick and had been on my shelf for so long so i, I knew i didn't want to drink it it's evaporated a lot as well yeah. i don't know if I, I can't i can't even try that it's gonna be Do you know what nick that might be a whole episode in itself trying old sample bottles that oh, have yeah. been there for years and comparing it to a new sample bottle to see how Oh, yeah. Oh, they call that flavour drift, I think. Oh, yeah. he's got a technical <laughs> term for it, see? Nerd enabling hobby. Sort of, yeah. It's uh, yeah, old bottles compared to new bottles, whether the flavour has changed either in the bottle or whether they make it slightly different now. It's called flavour drift. Nice. Um, but that, again, that's another episode. Anyway, let's find out more about Vin. Um, <laughs> yes. Let's tell us about... Um, Obviously, you've been on your whiskey journey for a while now. It seems you said for about eleven years or something. Um, what distilleries have you been to? Which are your favourites? Tell us a bit about that. Well, this—that's um, uh, a big question because I am drastically understudied on physically visiting distilleries. Drastically, same. Um, I've been to—I don't know—maybe like two or three Scottish distilleries, um, and then it's all just English distilleries after that. Just just out of pure ease. Is the irony is that I spent a lot of time in Scotland before I got into whiskey, um, when my wife went to university up there, and then I got into whiskey in a big way when she came back, and I didn't go to Scotland anymore. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit a bit of a problem. But yeah, I, I don't get up there nearly as often as I should. But I've been to like Glengoy and I've been to Kings Barns, uh, and then in the UK, uh, that's like further south. I've been to like Cotswolds and right. Penderyn and stuff like that. You know, newer guys, really newer guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I find them all fascinating, to be fair. They all do something a little bit different. Like Glen Goyne, did you know they still measure like the tank with like bits of wood and rope? That's, how they, get, that's how they get their levels. Whereas mm. like, obviously now you do that electronically if you built a distillery from scratch. And I, I find that sort of fascinating. Yeah, the old traditions survive. Mm. Yeah. Works, you know. Absolutely. But you've got a guy who's probably been there 50 years or something. You know, he's not going to change it to update to some system, is he? You know, just... Just get it if, done. if it ain't broke, exactly that. I mean, using Glengoyne as an example is a perfect example because you know they're. I mean, they're not like the the, the world's most famous whiskey, but they are well known for their quality and uh, exceptional drop. So why 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 change it? You know, release some newer stuff, sure, but their core range, why change it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So so for our listeners who don't haven't perhaps discovered you yet, mm. what is no nonsense whiskey, and how did that start? Well, um, the running joke is that no-nonsense whiskey is probably the biggest lie going because it's uh, pretty pretty full of nonsense, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but, but I called myself no-nonsense whiskey at the start. Um, when I started doing the channel, uh, so I'm, a, I'm a YouTube channel to answer the question directly. Um, uh, when I started doing the channel, it was purely because none of my friends liked whiskey and um, I was starting to get really nerdy about it and I started talking about it a lot and everyone was like, yeah, no one cares. And I started sort of um, watching YouTube videos and there was only really like two or three when I started doing it, like a really like making constant weekly content. 
And I was like, I, I could do this, I think, in in about five minutes or less. You know, some of the videos that were out there were like half an hour. Uh, and I was like, I, I kind of just want a quick five minute on, on the whiskey I want to look at. And mm. there wasn't really anything like that at the time. So I thought, I'm going to do that. And it took me so long to choose this name. Um, I don't even know what kind of brought, brought it up. But yeah, that's really it. it I just started. As you, you guys have seen, if you've seen my early videos, as uh, we mentioned earlier, a bit rough. Um, and I started with no production skill whatsoever. I had to buy a microphone. I, I was using Windows Movie Maker to edit my first sets of videos. Amazing. Nice. Shout out to Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it was just it, absolutely nuts. And my production time went from uh, an entire weekend for one five-minute video to now I'm roughly sort of an hour and a half entire right. production from start to finish, which is pretty good. I like that. That's the dream. That is, yeah. Nick. Yeah, we need to get on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes us an hour and a half to decide what whiskey we're going to drink. <laughs> so, what, what about your research then? So, I, I, I spend too long doing my research. Like, how deep do you go with your research? So, I like to do. Uh, I've got a bit of a format these days, and I spend um, much to the distaste of some people who just want the taste in. Um, I spend probably about two minutes um, talking about something unique about the whiskey I'm drinking at the time. If it's the first time I've, I've, I'm discovering a, a, a new distillery, I'll talk about the distillery a bit. But I spend um, a couple of evenings in the build-up to a video, uh, sitting downstairs with the whiskey in a glass, if I've got enough of it, uh, just watching TV with my wife, with my little notebook, and I've got like you know got a few books up here to read and things like that. I just pick out a few little key facts, nothing too major. Uh, and then after that, it's really just my tasting notes, and then I spend the bulk of my time talking about the value rather than the price, um, because I think people can get a bit bogged down in the differences between those, you know, like, for instance, when we will talk about mine in a bit, but one is fairly expensive, really, but the value, I think, is good, if, mm. if you're into that sort of thing, maybe not. But, um, yeah, I spend a bit of time thinking about uh, if it's over 50 quid, it's got to be pretty special uh, to make people want to buy it, and that's where my focus is these days. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And wh when did you start doing this? What, the channel itself? yeah. Uh, 2016. Um, right, so so happy five year anniversary. Tis, yeah, in in August. Um, I, I, my first video went out in like May, but then it took me a little while to get into the weekly content um, situation. So I kind of start as August as my yeah five years. Nuts, really nuts, and it's and it's exploded. You know, I mean, it's um, it's I, I, I don't say saturated because that's not fair fair on new guys really, but there, it's there's a lot of people doing a lot of amazing content right now. Um, and I'm just sort of really glad to be part of it, even though some people might consider me as kind of like the first wave almost, but mm. I try, try to integrate myself fully with everything that's going on if I can, because it's, um, as you guys are discovering, it's an amazing community. Absolutely. I was just about to say that it, it, it's blowing my mind how many people we're meeting and how many friends we're making, uh, just from the fact we started a podcast, uh, about whiskey, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's quite something. Yeah, absolutely. I always say it to people. It's um, like YouTube is a wonderful thing because anyone with a camera can pick it up and do it. But it takes a bit of um, a bit of knowledge and a bit of research and a bit of uh, a bit of like constantly watching videos on how to how to make it better to to polish it and bring it into line with what you know what the kind of top heads are doing. Let's say, but that's the benefit of it. You know, anybody can do it. Anyone can get better at it. Anyone can learn the algorithm. All you've got to do is have something vaguely interesting to say. Um, and that's really my channel is, is something vaguely interesting to say. <laughs> vaguely interesting whiskey. That, that doesn't yeah. have the same ring to it, though, it does it? it? No, not quite. No. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe that should be a second channel. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. get the trademark right now. <laughs> Amazing. So you have a blog as well, right? Did that come after the channel? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, this, uh, the ch- it, it's all kind of come out of necessity, really. So the first thing I did was set up social medias, you know, all the, all the obvious stuff, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, realised I couldn't keep up with any of it for any length of time. Um, that's got better as my process flow for the, the channel has, has got shorter. But um, yeah, the, the real big thing was like, um, I, I, this is a genuine true story. This is what I love about whiskey is the stories. I was um, coming back from a festival and I was um, not, in, uh, not in a good way at all. Uh, this is a whiskey festival. And um, I was on the train and I fell asleep on the train and um, I woke up just before my stop and this guy got off with me. And while we were waiting for the doors to open, he said, I've seen your T-shirt and um, I wondered what it was. So I Googled you. Your website is utter crap. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I think I was using like WordPress or something at the time. And I was just like, I, I need I need a website just so people can search. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, if, if someone who doesn't know me at all was is willing to search me and that puts him off immediately, I need to go and get a better website. So, uh, but now once you've got a website, you've got to make content for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's where the blogs come from, and I don't, I don't update it as near as I should. Um, I do a, a, a monthly whiskey of the month, which where I go through the whiskies I've covered that month, and I get some guest writers to do some work for me, which is cool. I like that. <laughs> um, but apart from that, yeah, it's, it, I should do more. I should do more. That is a nice idea. I like yeah. that a lot. I thought so, you were going to say that the guy on the train was a web designer and he was going to uh, <laughs> was pimping himself out. Yeah, if only. Um, like you know how sometimes you get you hear these stories of people that are like um, that's one of their fans is like, oh, I'm an animator. Do you want a little like gift to start things going? That hasn't happened to me yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if, if anyone listening wants to make me a nice little cartoon logo or something, please get in touch. <laughs> Right, yeah, there it is. There it is. We will uh, put your uh, contact details in the show notes, of course. Um, but five years of fairly weekly weekly content, you say. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a lot of content, and that's a lot of whiskey. So, how many whiskeys have you reviewed so far? Do you think? Have you gone back to any again? Any of the ones you did earlier to see if uh, if your notes have changed? Yeah. Uh, so, has there been a drift? The drift. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> I've done um, I've done about three hundred and fifty odd uh, numbered episodes, although I don't number them anymore. Um, but I used to at the start I used to do two episodes a week. Oh wow! Um, to to I don't know just to keep it going. But I've I've took that back because I, I had a baby last year and I really had to to keep it going but make it manageable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm back down to sort of one a week with occasional Saturday videos. But yeah, uh, apart from maybe. Um, once over a summer a couple of years ago it has been every week uh for 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 nearly five years which is nuts yeah and it's uh i have done a couple a couple of years ago on my i think my third year anniversary i did uh i went back to my first three reviews but i've always said like i don't score whiskey um because i can't guarantee that my palate is the same as when i started like i didn't like pete when i started the channel actually uh, like when i did it properly and now i love it so if I scored a Lafroy 10 four years ago, a 76, and now I score it a 97, well, that's no use to anybody. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't have, I should have kept samples, really. That's something I don't do. I don't keep any samples from any bottle, so uh, I can't do any comparisons years later. But that's probably a good idea. I might start doing that. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Talking of which, did you ever try it? I mean, obviously, you've now you're bottling your own whiskey but did you ever do infinity bottles or do anything mm. like that yeah uh, actually I, I recently stopped in, um, doing infinity bottles but i used to do th- uh, three different infinity bottles and that was 
One for uh, American-style whiskey, so anything um, bourbon, rye-related would go in there. Um, some Anything with even remote peat would go in a different one, and then anything that was n- neither of those would go in another one. Exactly what I've um, done. I have the exact yeah. three bottles like that. Be- because, I mean, as you probably realised when you started doing Infinity Bottles, oh, just chuck everything in it. Well, yeah. very often it tastes utter horrible. So it's just, <laughs> you, you know, you've got to split those out, otherwise you, you run the risk of it constantly being bad tasting. Mm. Um, but I don't do it anymore. I've drained all my infinity bottles, uh, mainly because I've just got so much of it around that I, I, I never go back to my infinity bottles. They got full up and then I was like, well, what do I do with this now? So, <laughs> Drink it. Uh, yeah, I, I drained it. I, I, well, down me, of course, not down anywhere else, but um, I, I drank it and then I, I stopped doing it because it was just, you know, it was fun for a while, but um, maybe I'll do it again another day. Nice. Mm-hmm. So the other thing which we've discovered from d- recently from being involved in the different whiskey communities is uh, is the challenge coins. Mm. Now you have some challenge coins. Can you tell us about? And you sent us some, and they're lovely. And actually, it's the first challenge coin Nick and I have ever had. Ooh. Yeah, first one. Um, That's, so, I mean, it's like it's like crack those things. So once you get once you get into it, you're like, oh, actually, I quite fancy this person's one. I quite fancy that. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, um, the uh, I should give a massive shout out to uh, one of the first channels some guys in america called the scotch test dummies um if anyone uh, hasn't come across them you should definitely follow mm. them because they've been going for way longer than i have nick will put it um, in the show notes yeah they um they came up with this idea um and this is a like it's a very american military tradition of the of the challenge coin and the units would carry these coins and the the general idea was a little game that when you went down the bar or the mess or whatever someone would go get challenge coins out and you'd be like oh, oh. and anyone who didn't have your challenge coin rounds on you so you have to carry this thing everywhere with you right but anyway they come up with the idea um to do their own challenge coins they got these made in in america and um thankfully they sit nicely for the benefit of watchers on a glencarn so we call them like whiskey hats as well um <laughs> and then basically we all just rub the idea off of them um and it, it just kind of went nuts now and people are making them all over some of them fit differently um, I've got some like clear ones up here that I've had made for myself, but they were patron only, but I ran out, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, they, I think they're, they're brilliant. They're brilliant little collectibles. Um, people either like them or they don't, but actually you can, you can feel they're nice sort of weighted units, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I'm liking mm. the, uh, the quality, good quality control. So you all have different numbers on them, do they? Yeah. Yeah. So got uh, the idea here, so. they're kind of like serial numbers. I kept a couple for myself. Like I've got 85 here. Um, and I, um, I've got in my current possession up to like number 500, um, available, I guess, uh, there's, there's a few that I've obviously sold out over the, over the time, but, uh, I was doing one batch a year. Um, but because of COVID that's kind of stopped a little bit, um, this is last year's, but this, this is still available now. I'm not sure if I'll do them again. Um, because they've, as I mentioned earlier, it's got a bit saturated. There are loads of coins. I don't know if you can see here. That's my like collection of coins just here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like quite a lot. It's like you've had a great game of poker. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what people like about them because they, they really are kind of poker chip. We, we get them made by a poker chip manufacturer, so it's it's on that same vein. Um, but yeah, just just a lovely little thing to show support for whatever channel or whatever situation you're in. Yeah, yeah. You guys should look into getting them. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. We, we, but we it looks trying, like we've missed the boat. So, yeah, uh... we, we, we're going we're gonna to be <laughs> yeah. following on to that at mm. some point but we're waiting for, for various people to email us back about it but anyway well that's a whole other story it's coming <laughs> soon it's coming soon um, anyway shall, Nick should we, should we do some of this whiskey I think that's a wonderful idea David whiskey this week's whiskey let's start off with the 
New independent bottler, No Nonsense Whiskey, release number one from the Dalmore. Tell us a bit about this. Well, firstly, actually, let's talk about a bit of the process and how you got to sample these and decide on these two casks, essentially. Hmm. Actually, let's go back before then, Nick. I think there's a story before then. At what point when you were making videos did you go, I need to do my own? Oh, do you know what? It, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I think um, the guys I'm working with on this uh, are, are a shop and um, kind of broker called Ushki. It's only available through them. Um, but um, they, uh, I spoke to them a few years ago, uh, and at the time we couldn't make it work. Uh, it was, um, it's, a, it's a lot of money to get this uh, to get this done. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you that anyone who's looking into it, um, it's uh, it's not. Uh, an extremely good business model that's for sure <laughs> so you do it for the fun of it and um, which is what i did it for so um we spoke about it and we couldn't make it happen um, and then they got back in touch with me actually about a year later uh we'd managed to move some things around and um this looked like it could be a real possibility but i've been working on these since october november last year 2020 um so it, it's a, a long process nothing happens quickly Especially with these old Scottish, Scottish distilleries, they're um, they're slow moving, and uh, it, nothing happens quick at all. So, it's yeah, it was tough. It was tough to do, tough to do for sure. Um, but uh, you know, as hopefully you'll you'll taste, they'll you know the rewards speak for themselves. But yeah. So sorry, Nick. Go back to the question you had. So, which I think was uh, was about sampling. Did you know? Did you sample these before you obviously released them? I'm assuming you did, right? I'm wondering if yeah, you went absolutely. to the distillery, if they just said, we've got these, or they sent you the samples down. So obviously in, in that time, it might have been hard to get there and try everything out. So yeah, what was the process on, you know, selecting these? Yeah. So, I mean, um, for, for the discerning viewer, um, you'll notice that although I said I've been, only been going for uh, five years, we've got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And the irony of the episode number is not lost on me with that, a six <laughs> and a nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. This um, is episode 69. We Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it's, uh, yeah, so obviously this was made in the distilleries themselves before I was even into whiskey like as, as a thing. So what, what happens here is the uh, occasionally um, someone will just buy a cask from a distillery. This, this whole back, um, back office thing with whiskey where casks are uh, moved around between owners but actually stay still uh, you, basically the certificates just get passed around and you, you buy and sell your casks so um we just happened to uh to come across these casks uh, and the way um i bottled these uh, the people i worked with who uh, who own the casks they um sent me a whole bunch of samples completely unlabeled uh inland revenue need not listen um and and i didn't knew nothing about them at all uh so i just sat at home and i tried them over several different occasions um, and we we knew we were going to release two, so I just picked my two favourite, and that's literally it. You know, I didn't I didn't know what they were, I didn't know how expensive they were going to be as bottles. I sort of gave them a bit of the directive, and I said, look, you can't release anything that's over a hundred quid, so don't even send me a cask that you're going to bottle for a hundred quid. Um, and they sent me these two, uh, and they are both very very weird things to see in this sort of scenario. Um, like Dalmore, the one we're about to try, uh, you, as you might know if you've tried some Dalmore, heavily sherried heavily uh chill filtered usually down at 40 odd percent um and this is a 60.4 uh, percent um whiskey's cask strength uh in a, a really tired old refill cask which is something that i wouldn't normally <coughs> want to shout yeah try this tired old refill cask but what it does is it lets the distillery character that you will never try anywhere else unless you get a bottle like this 
to to be able to try it for i think relatively cheaply really it's a 75 quid bottle so it's not like super cheap but dalmore's got that kind of name about it and it's difficult to buy a cask i mean refill it doesn't matter does it i mean that's a thing so many <laughs> no i mean like people do hear things like refill and think it would make a massive difference or whatever but it's mm-hmm. not this, casts have so much life in them you know so what made you decide on cast strength it was just something so when we talked about what an, a, a kind of no-nonsense whiskey should be mm. um as you can see uh, i didn't send you like the, uh, the the pictures of the bottles but the the labels are not quite black and white it's black and sort of beigey um and we, we went for just really clean. There's no story. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a blurb on the back of these things that I've written um, to talk about how I pick the casks and whatnot. Nice. But um, there's no story. There's no kind of um, you know myths or legends about these bottles. It's just this is where it was distilled. This is the age of it. A bit of information about the cask. They, they're numbered bottles as well. So they, I've got one of a hundred. Why not? Okay. Uh, make us prerogative. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's it. We wanted to just make it as, as simple as possible, and really cast strength has got to be the way to go with that because although I, I could have sampled this at 2% ABV drops until I found something that really sung, mm. but I want people who try this to, to kind of do that for themselves, I guess, you know, if you've yeah, you got yeah. a bottle of this, you can really sit that and find where you, where you like this sort of thing. I've had comments about this down more specifically. It might be a bit hot. It's a um, very, very high ABV um, and adding water really helps. Well, yeah, feel free, carry on. That's exactly what whiskey should be about. Yeah, absolutely right. Should we uh, should we get our lips and lips around this? I've been nosing this and having a few sips already. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> that was almost is. my reaction when I had my first sip earlier as well. It mm. is it is strong. It is oh, yeah. strong. Yeah, I'm gonna need a bit of water with this, I think. But um, if you um if if you save some for your, for for some next special time, um, then you can. Um, like make, make sure you leave it out on the site. I probably should have emailed you earlier and say like leave this out for a good half an hour, and it definitely benefits from that. Right. But um, yeah, it's extremely high ABV. I'm going to put a bit back just so I have some for when I know my sense of taste and smell is back to normal. <laughs> mm. um, well, hopefully this um, ABV will will kick your olfactory system back into gear again. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually before we started recording, I tried. <laughs> a couple of whiskies to actually try and kick it in and I think it did work mm. um, like I tried the Port Charlotte heavily peated and yes. what else is that and the Red Breast cask strength sink, you know 12 and I, I, my, I couldn't really smell much at the beginning but afterwards I sniffed the glasses and stuff and it was it was back like to a point <laughs> where I could because they were all smelling the same my Buffalo Trace was smelling the same as a uh, Lagavulin it's ridiculous <laughs> that's weird that anyway, is very co- weird. But, COVID um, is rough, man. A, a, a whiskey drinker, certainly a reviewer like me, doesn't need to be getting that. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, please be ready for Monday. Please be, <laughs> yeah. please be back. For, fortunately, but, uh, we did last week's episode before, like early, didn't we? So this, yeah. it, it couldn't have been a better 10-day window to, for you to get it, really. But Exactly. Uh, if you were going to get it, that was the time. Anyway, yeah. um, on the nose, this one, I'm getting the dried fruits, um, which you would expect from... from uh, a Dalmore, really, especially the sherry, the sherry cask stuff, kind of thing. So, when you say it's a, a tired refill, is it still a sherry sherry cask? It's, it it was a sherry cask, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know how many times it's been filled. You know, obviously, yeah. you guys know you've got your your virgin virgin casks, you've got your first fill, and then anything after that is called a refill. Yeah, because mm. it's really power, so it, it doesn't really look. Pale. Even though it hasn't had any water, it's really power, which is, is really quite striking at that 
that ABV, isn't it? You um, could say on the uh, the Dave Giles scale that it's like really hydrated urine, right? Yeah, so. it's very hydrated urine. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we use the better word for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't bring myself to <laughs> say classy, it. You know, yeah. it's um, like, some people allow swearing and stuff like that, but I, I don't swear on my channel, so I can't bring myself to do it when I'm talking on mic now. I don't That's see fine. his piss as being a the- swear word, but yeah, <laughs> it's fine. At least I'm not saying it looks like. <laughs> Uh, which would then cause Nick some problems. I'll see a doctor <laughs> if that's what you're thinking like. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's really peaches on the nose. Peaches on the nose and stuff. I just put a bit of water in it and it has calmed it down. You know, that kind of uh, mouth burn. It was pretty burny. Bit of kind mm-hmm. of fizz, as it were. Um, but that's calmed it right down a few little drops. And it's, yeah, it's fruity. It's very, very nice. Yeah, yeah it's got so a yo- um, yogurty vibe, creamy yogurt vibe. I'm getting yeah. anyway. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. things I, I get on this, I, I always say it's very light and it's very um, fresh and clean if you ignore the ABV, uh, and intentionally so. You know, this is this is what Dalmore actually produces before the kind of heavy sherry gets involved in it. Um, but I get, like, kind of vanillas, that kind of creme brulee vibe coming from it, and um, a bit of lemongrass. It's not like lemon citrus straight off, like, squeezed. It's mm. a really faint lemony citrusy that's coming from it. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Creme brulee is a great shout. Mm-hmm. I love a creme brulee, so uh, happy days. Yeah, it's also quite. Um, I think on the uh, if I'm skipping ahead to the palette, but it's um, it's also a bit like uh, spicy, uh, like a like a like a cracked black pepper spice. Whereas if you literally put black pepper on your on your palm and put it in, you'd get that that tingling sensation. So yeah. I, have, I I do admit this freely. It's um, it's not the most flavorful whiskey in the world for sure, um, and that's really not where. Um, as luck would have it where it comes out because this is this is really for the nerds you know this is this is one where you're like i have never seen downmore like this before i've got to i've got to have a go on it that's that's where i would sort of class the purchaser of, the, of that bottle mm. when we get onto the Aberfeldy, that'll be a bit different we can talk about that a bit more that's a bit more um open market let's say but um yeah i would say if you're interested in in whiskey generally um and really want to kind of nerd out about something that you can't really get hold of then that's where the downmore fits in yeah, actually, I just added. I mean, I was enjoying it with a with a splash of water, and I've just been adding little more drips. Another sip, another little drip, as you suggested. You know, just pull it down two percent every time. And the, I have to admit, heavily watered. This is really nice for me. I'm really enjoying it with quite a lot of water, actually. Yeah, and and the cool thing about that is, um, you know, if if it's sixty percent and you're adding. X amount of water, then you're actually uh, if you if you had a bottle of this, then you're actually getting way more than a bottle's worth. Because, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, if if I watered this down to, um, or you know, I should say cut it or whatever they say, uh, if I watered this down to like fifty percent, then you'd be getting far less whiskey. Of the spirit, money. absolutely. Yeah. Which, yeah, no, I I agree. This is a whiskey which, if I had, I would drink with water, and therefore it would last longer. So actually, for seventy quid. For a unique geek out experience, which still you just said it didn't have much flavour. I would, I beg to differ. Oh, yeah. I think there's, there's a flavor. load of flavour in there. It's, it's, it. The pepper is a great shout, and it lasts forever. It goes mm-hmm. on forever. It's a real long finish, and it's one of those. I like whiskies that do this. I'm a fan of whiskies that um, get my uh, get the juices flowing in my mouth rather than dry them out. When we when, the, the more tannin-based uh, whiskies often don't do as much for me as when when a whiskey touches my tongue, my mouth explodes. That's what this has done. Uh, and, it, and it did it from, obviously, the high spirit probably helps that as well to an extent, but the flavour then wraps around your mouth. And that's what I really enjoyed. 
um, having it, uh, and particularly even with water. And it's the creaminess that, as you've added the water, the creaminess is what I'm really enjoying. Um, with pepper, cream and pepper, who thought that was uh, a combo that I would enjoy? But um, alas, whiskey continues to blow my mind. Boom. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll be a sad day when you're, uh, if you sit there and you've been doing sort of another 40 episodes and you go, that's another one that has not blown my mind. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's when you've got to stop. But um, that's why I like the, the the newer guys, because they have to they have to compete on a different scale. Um, and they can't, like, like these refill casks, they can't have a billion casks sitting out their yard to choose from. They've got to, they've got to make every cask count. So, yeah. um, and they're producing some amazing stuff across the board. You know, it's such an amazing time to be part of whiskey. Um, it, I don't think it's ever been so popular as it is right now. See, sorry, I was listening to what you just said, but I just want to go back to the tasting because I'm just sitting here thinking, would I ever get a tin of peaches, cover them in Greek yogurt and like, a plain natural Greek yogurt and then put pepper on it? I don't think I ever would have done that. But now I'm thinking, is that a really good dessert? Because this is really nice and it's got peachiness, creaminess, yogurty goodness with pepper. Nick, how do you feel about that? I'm trying to think if I've seen that on like chef's table or something, you know. Some um, fancy Michelin star that, restaurant yeah, might exactly, do something yeah. like that. Yeah. So some things go weird together, like chili and is it chili and chocolate and that kind of thing? You've got that yeah. hot pepperiness and sweet from the chocolate. That's meant to be great. It's worth a try. It's only it's cheap ingredients, mate. Get I know. That's what I'm thinking. I literally I'm sitting there thinking, I might I might go to the shop tomorrow and do something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And and if you've got some of this left over, drink it with it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Strip it over the top. Yeah, Why yeah. It's a syrup. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. All right. So um I thought this was great. Nick, what are your final thoughts on this before we move on to the other one? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, I'm hoping my palate is doing it justice, but I'm enjoying it with some water. It's fruity. It's peaches for me. Well, I got the pe- yes. I only got the peaches after you said it, and then I was like, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, uh, I think I think you're doing all right, Nick. I think, I'll have another uh, little taste in a week or so with that bit I've got left there. Mm, but, uh, yeah, that'll that'll air out nicely. That because it's um it's definitely susceptible to some bottle shock. Um, we've discovered. Uh, oh, that's if, a new if term. You've heard for the it. term. Yeah, yeah. Like um, one of the worst times to open a bottle of whiskey is directly after you've taken it off of the delivery man because they, who knows what they've done to it. But um, it can, you know, you, you can shake up a whiskey and make it taste different. Yeah, um, you might get a bit of cork taste in there as well, depending on how yeah. it's been in the van. You get a nice, you get a moist cork, and it can, you know, you want that to dry out. Um, yeah, it's annoying absolutely. when that happens. My mind has just been blown. Bottle shock. I've never heard of any of that. No, but it makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah, well, a lot of people, a lot of people are going on about the neck pour at the moment, aren't they? And whether that actually has an effect. Um, jury's out a little bit. Again, what does that mean? Friend there. It means the the first pour, which comes from the neck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you right. got the air in the top has that air affected the taste? Obviously, it's uh, yeah, it, it's know. a big one. Um, Oxidisation is a whole is like a, mm. probably another podcast in itself. But yeah, definitely. Um, there's been a lot of papers written about it actually. So you, there's some definitely research that can be done. But um, oxidisation 100% happens, but Evaporation is extremely unlikely in inside a bottle stored correctly. Even if it's down here, um, yeah. you know, if you store it correctly, it's it's very unlikely to get to the point where that it affects it. You know, if, you, if you've got a dribble left, then then please do kill your bottles. But um, <laughs> it's uh, there's no there's no need to keep an expensive bottle down here. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely contentious. Um, some people don't like whiskies when they go halfway down. Some people love them. 
I think most whiskies tend to open up with a bit of air, um, which is why I, I, would, I would wager 95% of whiskey drinkers would say leave a whiskey out in the open if you don't like it for a bit mm. um, and just see what happens. But inside a bottle, questionable at best. Yes. It and is. it does depend on how many times you're opening that bottle as well, yeah. letting the air out and putting it back in. You know, if you're going and sniffing it every week, seeing if it's changed or whatever, yeah, probably will. But uh, there we go. Anyway, smarter men than me are looking into that. So... I don't um, know, mate. You look pretty good tonight. Pretty smart. <laughs> Got your glasses on. Uh, yeah. Blind. <laughs> Let's move on to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That wasn't a very good joke. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I, know, I liked it, Dave. I, think, I liked it. Thanks, Finn. Appreciate that. <laughs> You're listening to Whiskey and Things. Release number two. Release number two. <laughs> Amafeldi. Six year, 59.8 ABV. So a weak one with this one, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I tried to push for the for the 60 and they said, no way, you can't have it. it 59, and I was like, I don't know. The, <laughs> the, the, the world will kick off. I'll have pitchforks at my door. But yeah, so this one's a, a little bit younger. Again, Aberfeldy, a distillery that you don't see independently bottled very often. Um, and if you do, it's usually under the pseudonym Pitilli or something like that. I'll probably... Massacring the uh, the pronunciation of that. Okay. Um, yeah. So you don't see them very often. Some of the big boys do it, uh, like boutique and, and places like that. They'll, they'll have they'll have an Aberfeldy, I'm sure. Of course. Um, this one's a little bit different because it's uh, again it's sherry influence, um, but it's uh, a recharge hogshead. So this one's been um, ha- had a bit of extra something to it, a bit of extra fire to rejuvenate it, which is why we're getting a, a, a much better f- uh, color. Let's say um, I, I, I don't usually like to say colors are better or worse, but it's People a bit deeper, like a dark isn't it? Yeah, it looks richer. Yeah. Um, and as you'll hopefully find with this one, um, it's like polar opposite to the the down. Well, this one's um, really juicy fruits, uh, some other stuff in there as well, like some kind of cinnamon spices going on. I find, but um, hopefully this should be. Although you said about tannins earlier, Dave, this should still get your uh, kind of juices flowing. Hopefully, yeah. So they're both Highland whiskies, right? I've got that right, yeah. haven't I? Hey, Nick, before you, you try this, I think I sent you... Too late. A, all right. Sorry. Okay. I think I sent you an Aberfeldy that we... Because we've not had an Aberfeldy. No, we haven't. And I think I sent you one of their core range, a sample. The 12 I haven't year done old. this yet. Yeah, I, I didn't do a side-by-side with this. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, actually, because I think... Although I haven't done the side-by-side, I'm, I'm well-versed at Aberfeldy's, and they, I think the distillery character should... You did though. shine out a little bit. The ABV might hide it a touch. Yeah, um, but they but they're um, again um, uh, well renowned for bottling at forty percent and chill filtering. Yeah, um, so it's uh, you, you, this this should give you uh, a little bit more of an uh, inside knowledge of what the distillery actually produces. Uh, and after only six years, that colour is yeah is, uh, is lovely. I think. Yeah, 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 and and it doesn't surprise me because that the this the bottle that I have comes in this big golden box and they call themselves the golden dram it's like it's mm-hmm. so you would expect a, a good color from Aberfeldy. i've never had it i just got this bottle on the side waiting for nick and i to to, to delve into it do we mind if i go and get mine no oh, go ahead please do please do it, the, I've, I've got a special place for the Aberfeldy 12 year for sure it's um it's a great dram but it's it is a it's a victim of its own abv and its own chill filtration um but 
it's um it's cheap it's cheap enough and that's the that's the benefit of it yeah that's the youngest one they do isn't it the 12 i think yeah and in their core range, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think what's amusing is that you are no nonsense whiskey, but this mm-hmm. packaging could not be any more nonsense. Shocking. <laughs> uh, I mean, in many so ways, bottling. the bottle is beautiful. The case it comes in is interesting. Um, borderline tacky, borderline incredible. Uh, I, can't, I haven't made up my mind on it, but um, yeah, I got this for Christmas from from Lynn Larkman. So. Um, I, and I haven't tried it. I just poured Nick a sample. That's all I've done so far. Um, mm. But I will. I will now pour it myself. Just and I, I feel it's an unfair comparison because obviously they're, they're completely different. But they've come from the same distillery. And I think what we're going to get with what you've given us is a true flavour of what the distillery is because it's cast strength. Yeah. Whereas hopefully, hopefully, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether we pick out. Mm. Yeah, it's the twelve, but ramped up. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. What what way round? Half the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what way round do you think I should do this? I'll I'll start with the the 12 first, I reckon. Start with the 12, definitely, yeah. Um, I don't think you'd be able to taste much of the 12 after the uh, 6. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, I um, I have to say, I mean, obviously I love both of these whiskeys, but if you you put a gun to my head and ask me to pick one, I know you're not meant to have favourites for your your offspring, but um, (laughs) we all do, right? So um, the... (laughs) <laughs> the the uh the Aberfeldy is definitely my favorite for a drinking whiskey for sure um just superb and um it comes in at 45 pounds for the bottle i was just about to ask which i mm, think that's amazing yeah yeah because but yeah because the 12 year old which is obviously 40 percent as well and not as unique as core range is is about 40 quid mm-hmm. so for something that's a bit more unique only adding five pounds is incredible well, a little bit more unique a lot more unique. That's an incredible, um, incredible value, as you said earlier. Right? Yeah, I was really surprised at that. I'm not going to ask about your business setup, but I was surprised you could do that at 45 pound. Yeah, well uh, done. To be honest, to be honest with you, <laughs> me too. Uh, I mean, I, um, I, when we did this deal, I, I kind of took a back step from that side of things. So I, I, I'm not in control of the prices at all. I don't, I, you know, I didn't uh, get involved in any of that side of things. I just agreed to it. Mm. Um, and made sure that it was good for people. Um, and when they and when I sort of we were on the phone, right? Okay, how much is this this one going to cost? The Dalmore seventy five pound. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a bit expensive, but I get it. And then I was like, right, okay, this Aberfeldy is amazing. This can, this is going to be like sixty odd quid. And he was like forty five pound. I was like, Pfft. I was like, yeah. yeah, do it, bottle it. <laughs> oh man, the smell the smell of this uh, six year old, your one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and needless to say, it's been the most popular one of the two. Um, there's only. I don't know. I don't know stock levels, but it's, there's only probably about five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, something like that bottles of the Aberfeldy left. Yeah. Versus like probably eighteen or something of the Dalmore. I'm, right. I'm getting low. Um, to be fair, out of a hundred bottles of each, getting low. The twelve-year-old. They, there's a similar smell, but your one is ramped up, and it's and it's getting all kinds of stuff in there. I'm getting honey. I'm getting spice. For me, it's um, if I go in a bit um, nonsensey. Um, for me, it's like cooked pears is what I said on, on, on my review of it and um, sponge cake. Yeah, mm. I was just about to say sponge cake. Yeah, and, and this one as well is like, I like to talk about pepperiness a lot. The last one I thought was cracked black pepper and this is almost like a powdered white pepper on the palate, like that kind of spiciness that's, that just keeps going, um, like the Dalmore Oh did. my God, that flavour is ridiculous. Oh my God. Right, side by side to the 12, this is... Hands down, seven thousand percent better. Uh, I might have to take that quote. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and 
I haven't watered that down at all. This is so... I found that really drinkable at this percentage. Yeah, I, I don't think it needs water. Um, I didn't put any in, in the it, end. It takes, it takes it much better than the Downmore does, so if you do try it, um, it will... There's, there's way more oils in this from the from the rechar cask, mm. so it takes those kind of water additions a bit a bit easier. But um, it's yeah, I I have to say I, I love it, um, and it's the one that goes down quicker. Yeah, um, it's got just that right level of um, tannin dryness as well for me. Mm-hmm. It's there, yeah, but no, it's ab- not absolutely. Over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, but it doesn't it doesn't ruin it. But it go the the flavour again goes on forever. Yeah. Um. Ah. Oh. This this is a taste sensation, Vin. What are you no, doing? I'm really to glad. Me? I'm really glad um, because uh, you got you. You have to know, like uh, I'm, I'm sure you'd be aware if you guys ever did something like this. It's um, utterly terrifying because you spend so long talking about whiskey, and and we we live it vicariously through through you guys, and people live it vicariously through me, and they know what I like. I say what I like every week, and then I've put something out that I'm saying I like this, and then if someone smells it and goes, "This is utter dreadfulness," what <laughs> You know that that just that's your credibility down the pan, isn't it? So um, yeah, really, really glad that people are enjoying it. Um, you know, this they're not they're not the best whiskies in the world. Um, no one's trying to say that they are, but um, the scores I've had in from various reviews are in the kind of mid eighties for both of them, and I'll, I'll yeah. take that. That's perfect. Wow. The, yeah, is, I mean, you, the distilleries you've gone to are renowned, great distilleries. I mean, it's going to be hard to have anything from them which is going to be subpar and even if it might be subpar to someone which they're not you know it's so diverse but there's going to be someone who's going to like it it's going to be loads of people who are going to like it yeah and Excellent. there are going to be people that don't like whiskey at cask strength um and there are going to be people that don't like um really heavy flavors like uh, for instance if i if i do a next one um i'd love to do a peated and that's mm. going to put a lot of people off um but it's got to be something that it has to be in my range at some point it has yeah to be. i was going to ask actually yeah have you got what plans are there for any more Fairly. To be brutally honest, no plans right now. Um, it's uh, it's taken a lot to put these out. So um, it, it's something. If, if when I started doing this, it was always the plan to um, release very rarely, um, uh, maybe once a year tops. Um, kind of like twofold, really, to make it so that when it does happen, it's like it's like an event, right? You know, a, a new a new nine ounces whiskey is coming out. And if you release every month or every six months, then that sort of gets lost. Especially when the old releases are still in stock that's yeah, the big yeah. one the the stock's got to go and then i'll then i'll figure out another one so um if people do want to see it please do pick up some bottles <laughs> cool well, um I, where can people pick it up well i just i'll be honest nick i've been, <laughs> I've been quiet for the last th- three minutes because i've right. just bought a bottle oh <laughs> <laughs> i just was like this is so good i need there's only 18 left i need one of these <laughs> Well, the Aberfeldy was that? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I'll, I'll expect uh, my sample in the post. <laughs> You've got one. You just had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Man. I really appreciate that. That's um, that's dynamite. Yeah, because it's um, it's it's tough. It's tough to release these things. It really is. Um, and uh, I would love to do it again. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, pe- people are liking these things because I have to say, uh, if anyone's listening who is who does know my channel and did buy a lot of this, I've been finding a lot of people have, have been keeping their bottles, right? Because they think that I, well, I don't know why. Maybe they think it's I'm going to be super famous one day and they'll have release one and two sitting there unopened. But um, I, re- I really, really, really hope people will open them and enjoy them because um, I, I hope that that doesn't happen. Um, I mean, th- these are sealed right now. The ones I've got here, numbers one and one, but. Um, they'll get opened one day for sure. There's no way that they'll disappear into the collection. Yeah. 
Well, you just buy two, don't you? You know, for one of them. Mm. There you go. Yeah, good advice. Yeah. Please do buy two. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a bad shout. At, <laughs> Forty-five uh, quid. Come on. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly, I've already bought one though. I'd be paying. I'd be paying postage twice. I haven't uh, thought about that, had I? But no, no. I think anyway. I think this is a whiskey to drink. This is, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's limited and w- whatever that means, you, you know. Yeah, but that's the most overused word in in uh, in all history. Like we were saying, us talking to McMira recently, and um, they're my absolute favourites for it because they make really good whiskey. You know, you've had Rich on a couple of times now. Yeah, He's yeah, a really yeah. good pal of mine now. And um, a great example is their seasonal range, which is technically limited. Um, but they they have an outturn of fifteen thousand bottles on those. Um, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the definition of limited means that they won't make it again. When it's gone, it is gone. It's gone. But yeah, it's there's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, the, the hundred bottles is an interesting one as well because we um, we split a cask. So there's th- these casks still exist somewhere. They're, they're not mine. I don't own them. They'll they'll go to somebody else later down the line. Um, we just sifted it off at that number because we thought that was a good number for a kind of test of the water. Uh, this thing because we genuinely didn't know if this would work or not um to my knowledge only two other youtubers have have done this obviously ralphie if you ever know it's yeah, ralphie he's yeah. the kind of godfather of ralphie.com whiskey tube um and then some american guys um who, who obviously don't have a sphere of influence over here for bottles so mm. really i mean ralphie only does it once a year um so yeah it's it's a it's a slow market for sure um but i think the fan base is and the community is amazing enough to to support stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. if you guys ever wanted to do it, it's yeah. definitely worth looking. Well, at. yeah, we we have we are looking into it in various ways. We just we, we're still we still feel like we're too new into it to to yeah. do it at the moment. Maybe a year or so if, when we're still doing it, then then that's the time because I think we'll know what we want more as well by then, and I think that's more important. The whiskey. To answer Nick's question on how do you get it ooshkey.com yeah I completely forgot you asked that question sorry yeah. no, I, no um, it wasn't your fault I because I I, I I was going to uh, put it in the description anyway we'll, yeah yeah we'll, ooshkey. we'll ooshkey. Do, ooshkey.com so and Nick will put the, the link directly to the, the no nonsense stuff but the website's fairly easy to use yeah, and um, it's. Uh, th- I mean, this will serve you right for jumping ahead and being quiet, Dave. But the um, uh, one of the things that Ushki are doing. Oh, that's don't tell me! Don't tell me there's a discount now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, I wouldn't say <laughs> discount, but um, basically there's a, a members part of the of the website. Brilliant. Um, that like um, <laughs> that you can join for like eight pound a month, and the the my two whiskies are heavily discounted on that members front. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, sorry, mate. It, it it comes out at like if you if you ordered like both bottles, <laughs> I think you basically get shipping for free if you remember. Okay, right. Um, yeah, I can so I can uh, I can deal with that. I can deal with yeah. I can live with that. Anyway, so, um, they, it looks like they got a load of cool stuff on there though as well. They've got a lot of other cool whiskies. All look it all look different because I'm guessing they're all independent. So yeah, um, have a look round I, I guess. And they've got some uh, nice coasters, nice wooden coasters on the front page as well. Yeah, I, I mean, coaster. Yeah, I know you do. Um, mate, they'd, they'd look. These ones would look good on your bar. You reckon? Mm. Yeah. Can't have enough coasters. You can't have enough. When you've got a wooden bar, you can't have enough coasters. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you just need to cover it in glass or something like that, don't you? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, available through Ushki. It's, it's only available there as well. Um, they're they're my kind of partners on this. I'm not sure um, what will happen going forwards, but um, it's uh, it's all on there. And they've got new stuff all the time. Like I said before, they've they've. I think that if they have added it or not, that they've got a, uh, one of those untold riches. Have you seen this brand? Untold Riches, a Boonahaven 25-year-old, and I think they're selling it for like 200 quid, um, which, I mean, if they have added it already, that'll already be gone. So um, Yeah, I can't see that on there. 
nah, that'll be gone. Um, oh. But yeah, they, they add stuff like that all the time. So it's uh, they're definitely well worth looking at. Cool. Well, yeah, this this whiskey's good. I you know, <laughs> I think I think the fact I've gone and bought a bottle straight away says everything about it. Um, and and I think the value is outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely uh, when when um, we talked about the business side of things, I couldn't believe like just doing the calculations in my head um how how anyone's making money off of that um but it's uh yeah it's yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculously cheap um for what it is but the yeah the downmore as well again yeah it is expensive but it's not expensive though it's still not nah. it's still not over 80 quid which is still yeah. you know Nick and I spoke about this a lot in the old days when we started this if you said 50 quid we would have said that was expensive but now mm-hmm. having had whiskies that are over 150 quid and having enjoyed them and considered buying them, it's not now going down to seventy-five quid for a, a whiskey that which is good and enjoyable and shows value in in the nerd as we as we started off with this chat that you know the nerd enabling factor of whiskey, especially mm-hmm. at sixty percent as well. You yes, get a lot of, you can get yeah. so much more out of it if you if you want to, and you probably will. Let's face it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, um, the the very few Dalmore nine-year-olds that you'll find independently bottled. Um, have all been around this sort of price, so it's all, we we kind of made it fit into the into the current market as best we could, mm. uh, making sure everyone won in the in the supply chain. Um, so it's, uh, but yeah, like I said, um, for anyone looking at, at doing stuff like this, it's um, the margins are wafer thin. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a tough one. Do it for the enjoyment um, because that's that's what it should all be. And please do drink your bottles because um, I, the, I, the secondary market is something I, I I'd be devastated to see these things on. Devastated. But, why, um, why would you be devastated to see that see it on? I think that's an interesting point. I'm just interested to know why your what yeah, your answer is. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. I get it. Like um, it's it's really good for people that that um, like for instance these don't ship worldwide. Um, they they do ship worldwide, but not everywhere. Mm. So people in those places would really struggle to get hold of it if it weren't for the secondary market. Um, what I don't like is the uh, is the the kind of day one purchases. The people that are able to get there on like a 9am release. Yeah, we, you guys have talked about Bimber a lot, um, yeah. uh, you know, because Dave can spit on it. But yeah. um, they, uh, Bimber are, are amazing and the hype is real. Um, yeah. But their releases are, are nuts. Um, I don't even get involved anymore because I just can't, I just can't be at a computer at the time that they want it. Absolutely. And then when they're on the secondary market the next day, which is, you know, physically impossible, they can't have received that bottle and then got that up, you know, they're shipping it directly to the auction house. That kind of thing. Like, to be brutally honest, makes me sick, but um, it, it's part and parcel of it. So it, it would make me sad to see these on a secondary market. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not des- that desperate enough for a. I like. I love Bimba. I'm like. I like everything I've had, but I've, I'm not desperate enough to get on there and spend 125 quid on a bottle. I don't know. Not that much, yeah. to be honest. I'd rather wait There's for a, my yearly one from the club and be agreed. happy with that. Or you know go down I mean? and get the yeah. go down and get the one special from the distillery, which you can yeah. only get there. Just like that. It, it, yeah. Okay, it's um, different for everyone, but that's that's just the way I am. I, I agree. Um, and as discussed, unless the Acton Town Bottle gets released, in which case I'm there yes. first thing in the morning spending all the money, but no one else is going to be there for an Acton yeah. Town Bottle of whiskey. But no, you could, buy, you could buy two then, surely. Exactly, absolutely. I'd be annoyed. Yeah. You know, I'll be one of the annoying customers ranting at them. Why can't I not buy two of this? I'm yeah. the only one here. I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I did, as soon as I saw it was available on the Whiskey Exchange, I did go straight online and buy the uh, Lagavulin 
11 year Nick Hoffman Guinness cask. Mm-hmm. Did you? I did, I did go for that. I think <gasps> oh that's all right. Oh because my. That's, what, that's a whiskey I've been wanting to try. Well, the Nick Hoffman stuff. I'm just a massive fan of him, massive fan of Lagavulin. And then uh, the, the Guinness I, thing as well. I was like, I have to have that. I'll so. be honest, Nick, I've not heard good things about it. but we've not had it but I've not heard good things about it but in my head all of those ingredients sound amazing they do yeah and and therefore I'm intrigued to try it and I think I think I will enjoy it I think I will enjoy it it annoys me when I because I saw someone talk about it and they were like oh it's right Oh, it's rubbish. And uh, yeah, exactly. I gave you another option there for the edit. It's fine. You can tell I've had two whiskies that are over 55%. Jeez. Um. Well, this is why I wanted to do it at 8 p.m. and not like your usual recording time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, no, but yeah, yeah, receiving that bottle is going to make me smile. No, you know, absolutely. And that's what whiskey's about. I'm going to look at that and go, I like that. that and it's cool. an event. It's similar to that um, Apollo 13 bottle of whiskey I've got, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I'm interested in that. And yes, I am going to open it, but no one else will be. Well, very few, well, for some people will be, but it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Mm, um, yeah. I've just had another sip of this and it, get, it gets better and better and better. You know those fruit salad sweets? Mm-hmm. I'm getting that all over this, this Aberfeldy, and I love those little fruit salad sweets. It's been a while since I've had a fruit salad sweet, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, the, you, you got- had the fruit salad and the blackjack, and they, you know, the, yeah. the oh, I love the fruit salad ones. If I see them at a touch shop when we're doing a wedding gig, you know, that the, the sweets, <laughs> yeah. sweetie thing, um, I just go and grab a handful of them, stick them on my amp. It's amazing. Yeah, there you go. It's like looking at the musician in the corner, stealing the sweets. <laughs> stealing the sweets. <laughs> oh, yes. man. Most of us go to the cheese board. Yeah, they go yeah, to no, the I go to, table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> anyway, Vin, thanks so much for joining us. Th- this has been amazing. And what you're doing, I think, is, is very good. I love, love your videos. And mm. I love the fact you've done this. And I, and I love that even more the fact that it's not, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because this means something to you. And I think that adds so much more value to it as a whiskey nerd. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, it's being done for the right reasons. And I'm sure you could probably add margin on it and people would buy it because they, they're fans of no-nonsense whiskey and they want to help you out. But you're not doing it for that reason. And I think that's commendable. And I love I love that. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to get my bowl. Yeah, thanks for buying one, man. Thanks for having me on here. You know, like, um, uh, it, as I said, um, in the kind of kind of build up, the uh, I've been listening to you guys a little bit. Like, I've not been into podcasts for very long. Um, and I've, I went back to the beginning of this year, at least, and powered through uh, all of that. And and the Space podcast as well, which is really good. I love that. Cheers, thanks. Um so um Free plug, yeah man. and you guys are doing amazing stuff uh you know like obviously you, you, it's clear that you you know what you're doing with your av equipment um and uh, if you guys started youtube again i think you'd be miles ahead of where like you said you were before um but yeah it's a different game isn't it we all pick our strengths i guess so it's um my mine has been a, a rough 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 road and it's only really in the last sort of year or so that people have been sort of taking notice uh of the channel and it's been taken taken up i think um i worked out recently i'm like the number one subscribed in England. Nice. Three, oh, great. Th- third awesome. in the UK. Um, I think for now, if you don't count Ireland, there's, yeah. I think there's an Irish one that's a bit, bit high. But yeah, amazing. I can't believe it because I really am just um, just, just a pleb who sits in his spare room um, with a camera, you know. And it's got better over the years. The mics have got better. The lights have got better. Like, I'm I'm hot. I'm hot right now in these studio lights. Man. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. I mean, but, whenever I'm researching, I'm always relieved when I see one of your videos come up. You know, it just helps me get a bit of a background or something. I was actually looking at the ones I'd watched earlier on, you know, with a red bar with the cross. Mm. And there's things like Connemara. That was an early one for mm. us. Bullet 10, Balvenie 14 cask. You know, those are the ones I'm like, oh, cool. Great. What, what Nick is saying is that we have ripped you off a fair amount. <laughs> no, no way, it's, it's exactly it's how it nice should be. It's nice to hear, you know, something which is yeah. concise and, again, it's clues in the name. No nonsense. It's just concise. The information's there and it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay, cool. Makes well, your job well, easy. Nothing. Yes, thank you. I thank agree. You. And, and that's what it should be, you know, and I've always said this a lot. Like, um, one of my favourite things to do is to um, is to help, like, new new channels who, who started out just like me, who, who've just got their phone um and they and they you know the, the audio is not great the lighting's not great and they'll sort of come to me uh, and think like that sometimes they think it's been an overnight success for me and they don't see the the five years of grind but that's that's the nature of of, of the of the media but um one thing i'll do is sit down with these people and go through their youtube channel and sort out their meta tags and stuff like that and, and teach them um not only how to make great content but how to um get that content seen because that's the big one Mm-hmm. You know, especially like you, I mean, you guys know the podcast world. This uh, SEO is not helping you at all, is it? Really, you know, it's um, people have got to know who you are and, and how you do it. Whereas YouTube is the second largest search platform on the planet behind Google, which is also YouTube. Yeah. So it it, it works for me in the background when I'm sleeping. Um, and mastering that is is the hard part. It's not just the good content. It's that all that stuff that people don't see. So hopefully, the uh, you know, if anyone stuff. The boring, the boring yeah, stuff, yeah. It, it is boring, but... It's it, horrible. And then they change algorithms and it all goes to yeah. ruin. Yeah, but, you know, that is part of the game, isn't it? And it's part... In some ways, it's part of the fun as well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. figuring that stuff out. And when you crack it, when you check your analytics and you see one video has performed well and it's clearly must be because of search engine stuff, you're like, oh, got it right that week. Fantastic. Oh. And it's, sat- it's very this, satisfying. This one over my shoulder here, I don't know if you caught my um, White Walker video. Um, I'll, I'll keep that bottle for the end of the world because that that is the one that really uh, launched my channel because oh, really? um, that's had like two hundred thousand views now, um, which is way more than any other video that I've got um, because I I hit it first. I was the first person to do the video, and then they released it to like they did must have done an advert on on um, Game of Thrones or something like that, and people I know like eighty percent like of my views. Yeah, they just came from like from Google rather than YouTube, and it just went absolutely nuts um, overnight. Uh, so yeah, I've got, I, I owe that bottle a lot, even though it was one of the worst whiskies I've ever tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you chill it? That's one. Is that the one that goes in the uh, freezer? Uh, yeah. So it, it does go in the freezer. Yeah. But um, like as I said in my video for that, like any any spirit that advises you put you freeze it first, it does not take itself seriously. <laughs> um, so and it tasted worse. It tasted worse cold. Uh, I didn't get it at all. It wasn't that bad. I did finish the bottle. I didn't throw it away. Not, not like I did. I've done it once, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did finish the bottle. But I'll I'll keep that bottle forever because it's uh, it's part of my backdrop now. Uh, amazing. Love that. Fantastic. Good story. That it's a good story. Mm. All right. Well, good luck. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll have you on again if you if you'll join us. I'm sure we've got plenty of other whiskey things we can talk about. Um, but yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks very much, Finn, and thanks for sending us these samples because yeah. they're great whiskies. Absolutely wonderful whiskies. So good job. No, thanks very much, guys. Um, it's, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you guys tonight, and it's uh, been a lot of fun. Um, I, I was nervous before, but it's uh, you, you make it really easy. Excellent. We're just idiots. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just we are the nonsense whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. 
As always, you can watch the full uncut interview with our guest, this week being Vin PF, on our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. If you want to find out more about No Nonsense Whiskey, head to nonsensewhiskey.com and his socials, etc. I'm going to put in the description. Um, as well as a link to the to the whiskey itself, which is yes, on there. Yes, to the com. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But yeah, what a lovely guy. What a lovely guy. Thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. We were Very talking much. for another 30 minutes after we finished the recording. Yeah. Uh, just just a lovely, lovely man. Very given of his time. Very co- supportive of other other people within the whiskey community as well. So uh, good, a good egg. Definitely we're check out. We're some lovely people doing this, Dave. I know. We? I know. He sent Everyone's me a book. Everyone's to help each other. It's fantastic. He's sending me a space book just because he knows, yeah. a, a, you know, what a lovely guy. Yeah, I actually enjoyed listening to you two talk about that as well afterwards, you know. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick, please, please, let, let me plug my other podcast. i got another podcast about space. We've had astronauts on everything. Next week, we've got an Apollo 13 astronaut, Nick. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. That's pretty cool. Very cool. It's been a fun, yeah. fun couple of weeks talking to astronauts. Anyway... Uh, cheers Vin for coming on and uh, go check out No Nonsense Whiskey it's all in the show notes Why they ever let two Englishmen have a whiskey podcast I'll never know Okay Nick this is a little bit awkward because uh, on Twitter last week I obviously tagged L- Langatung uh, the, the Swisskey the Swiss Whiskey um, distillery that we reviewed last week in our you know promo in our, in our, yeah. in our tweet know, about pr- the episode yeah. as you yeah, do you're you know. tweeting and uh, I, I felt like I may have been a bit negative about the whiskey. I don't think I was. I just said I, I thought the whiskey was good. I thought it was overpriced in the UK. Yeah. Th- no, we were fair. I think the point we uh, were drumming home is the fact we haven't tasted a Swiss whiskey because they yeah. were like they were recreating bourbons and peated stuff and this that, and the other. We didn't know if they were doing a Swiss whiskey, but uh, they've replied, haven't they, Dave? And they did reply, and it was a very it was a three part tweet, which made me at first made me think, oh god, I'm being told off here. <laughs> Uh, they said, thanks for the review. Whilst our roots are from the 1850s, whiskey distilling was banned in the war. A rationing measure was not repealed until 1999. This means that while Switzerland has a long tradition of brewing, winemaking and distilling spirits, Switzerland is a new whiskey world producer. So a common style of Swiss whiskey has not yet evolved. As for Langaton, we focus on whiskey and focus on maturation in former wine cask. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit from them. I, we didn't discover that they that was the reason they started. No idea about the the rationing or the all the issues with the war and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I read that. I just didn't put it in because uh, I was ill and uh, I was trying to get through the <laughs> I was trying to get through the the history part um, quickly and not boringly. But um, yes, no, yeah, as a thing. Um, I think around Europe, that was maybe maybe kind of a wide kind of issue Europe, during the war. Yeah, probably probably was. Yes. But thank you for the response, Langaton. Whiskey UK Twitter page. Yes. But yeah, no, I don't think we were mean about it. We just um, we just wanted to know about a Swisskey and they've let us in. On the secrets. On the little thing there. Yeah, so. Absolutely. That so anyway, nice. this weekend, we're, rec- you know, today's episode 69 uh, and this weekend we're recording episode 75. Yeah. We're doing a live show. We've mentioned this every week for the last few weeks. We're doing a live show recording for our Patreons this Sunday at 8pm in UK time. 
And uh, we're going to be trying Woodford Reserve this time around. Uh, yeah. a, couple of, a couple of people have already let me know they've got some, which is lovely. Sweet. Yes. Because we've done that. We did a Jameson's, we've done a Glenfiddich, and now this is our third one. So we're doing a Fort Go Bourbon Country. And uh, yeah. so this episode obviously comes out on Wednesday. So if you join our Patreon before Sunday, you can join us. So that's Sunday the 18th. Consider coming along. They're always really great fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't have to have a Woodford Reserve to come along. You know, if you do, fantastic. If you come don't, and have a chat. We have a little chat at yeah. the end, you know. Have a chill out. We had an after party last time on my Discord. It was good fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Anyway, Nick, I think, uh, I think the Angels have had their share, mate. Oh, mate, it's been a bumper episode this week. Um, Vin's had his share. He uh, did have his share. Loved him, though. <laughs> Let's get Vin back on another time. Absolutely. Yes. So, they've had their share. So have you, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. <laughs> Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.